This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And today we're talking about what you can do to help your veterinarians. This came up because of a recent trip. I took my youngest dog, Hero, who's a year and a half, to our veterinarian. And she's always so thrilled to see them because my dogs are used to being handled. I can ask them to stand or lie down and she can examine them and do whatever she wants. And that makes it easier for her. So I went on social media and I asked some veterinarians to give me some input. And I said, what can your clients do to help you so that you can help their pets better? And I had several veterinarians answer. Four that gave quite a bit of input, Dr. Shanann Edwards of the Arizona Small Animal Clinic in Tucson, Arizona, my veterinarian, Dr. Mary Gibbs of Melrose Veterinary Hospital in Vista, California, and then Dr. Elizabeth Gibbs Claybaugh of Paradise Vet Hospital in San Diego, and the fourth, Dr. Lori Lee Monet of Lakewood, Colorado. And they gave us some, some great input. What was interesting, though, is the number one thing that they said wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but they said, teach your dog to be handled before he ever has to come to the veterinarian. Mm -hmm. Touch his ears, touch his face, touch his paws, make social handling so that it's not a problem, so that he's not afraid, so that when he comes in with an earache or a torn toenail, he's not going to panic. He's used to being handled. And I have to admit, I was thinking more along clean ears, trim toenails, things, rather than the social handling. But all four veterinarians and the other veterinarians who commented also emphasized teacher dog social handling. Well, in a way, I don't think you thought about it because it's preaching to the choir with us. Oh, yes. We've been teaching this for what? 30 years? Puppy class. Uh Sick class. When Uh I teach the first aid class. Yes. Yeah. Get your dog used to being handled and restrained and touched on every portion of his body. And mm-hmm. then every time we have a student in there who happens to be a veterinarian or a vet tech, they're like, yes, please. <laughs> Listen to that. this. Listen to their <laughs> lecture. Listen to this. <laughs> and the question was, what can you do to help your veterinarian? But it helps your dog, too, if they don't panic. Right. And one of the veterinarians did say that specifically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to make a situation worse, but if you have to treat the, the pet, it's nice to be able to do it without a fight. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly. nicer for your dog, too. I think we need to emphasize the fact this is not the old-fashioned dominance down, throwing your dog yeah. to the right. ground, no. sitting on him, fighting him. Mm-hmm. This is teaching your dog gently and calmly with lots of positive rewards to accept this handler. And when we all do it, I know when I bring my dogs to the vet, it's just the simple commands of having them stand. And if they need to look at a paw, it's like paw. Or I even do the watch me so they're paying attention to me and then the vet can listen to the heart, the lungs and all the stuff. And then, you know, check each leg, each paw, each each 
all the tails, the ears, everything. And uh, I know our vet, because we all happen to use the same one, praises us every time I know I go in there and says, your students, do they do the social handling? It makes our lives so much easier. And they get a more accurate picture. Yes. If they're listening to the heart without it going, they can hear better what's going on. Panting like crazy. Or the lungs or anything. If they get a more accurate view, it's better for you and your pet. When she was listening to Hero's breathing and heart on our last visit last week, he was kissing her ear. A little distracting. She... She said it was fine. (laughs) She'd much rather that than some other things. Yeah. (laughs) So for our listeners, let's talk about a little bit about how we teach it. As I sit here cuddling my 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 (laughs) one of my dogs to me tightly. (laughs) And he loves it. Of course he has short hair and he gets cold. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I can touch any portion of his body and from puppy classes. We start with that idea of gently rub them all over make it nice if you need to distract with a good treat or a spoonful of peanut butter (laughs) ah the old standby (laughs) mary poppins had a spoonful of sugar we spoonful (laughs) of peanut butter and listen to your dog's body too now one of liz's dogs bones has very ticklish feet yes bones his front feet are very ticklish not his back just the front and so rather than fighting him with that and making him submit, what I do is when I handle his front feet, I handle them firmly, not harshly, not squeezing them, but firmly so that they're not ticklish. Yeah, exactly. If I handled them lightly, I'd just torment him and then it would turn into a problem. Bones is here with us and he hears me talking about him and he just kind of muttered a little bit (laughs) yes you're a good boy other dogs have tickler spots on their tummies that may get the back feet going and you know if you want to scratch that and let him kick for a bit that's fine but don't torment him with it i think the whole thing is with with the handling is more of a massage handling don't get in there and start rubbing and vigorously. And that just winds your dog up and yourself. It's just to keep it calm and relaxed and a massage. As Quill is closing his eyes. <laughs> exactly. And he Kate's did not doing. start that way. I no, mean, when I started handling with him, he went into rigid terrier. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, straight out, what are you doing? Like um, a dog in rigor mortis. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah. like, that brings up a good point. I mean, it builds the trust between you and your dog when you're doing this. Absolutely. You know? And it's just not just from if you're if they're standing on a table or on the ground or laying on the table, but also allowing to hold them. Because there are situations, I know last summer and the year before, I would literally have to hold my dog fairly snug and still so the vet can go in and get a foxtail out of the ear. No station needed, but my two boys, they held, each had one, lucky me. I was able to hold him still enough that he can go down there with his little, little plier tweezers thing there and pull it out. Without anesthesia. Without anesthesia. Kind of glossed over that one. So because they held still and you could hold them and they trusted you. Right. They didn't need to be put under. Yeah. Didn't have and Bones was the same way. In the last couple of years, he's broke a couple toenails because he's such a hardcore athlete, including ripping a claw down to the nail bed. And because we went in as an emergency for that because it was bleeding we weren't able to see our regular vet and the veterinarian said well we'll need to sedate him and i said very respectfully but let's try not to do that and let me hold him you can give the local anesthetic and 
then take care of it. I said, if I can't hold him, if it hurts too much, then we can sedate him, but I'd like to try without. And she was very skeptical, but I was able to ask him to lie down on the table. I held his leg. She gave him the local anesthetic. She was quite impressed that she could give the local. And then she was able to take care of his nail in five minutes. Mm -hmm. No sedation necessary. Saves on the pocketbook. And yeah. saves on the risk to the dog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they, I'm sure it stung a little bit when she gave the local, but the balance between the two, I'd much rather do that. Which is another point. Quite often in puppy class, when we start talking about this and having them try it, a lot of people will proudly say, oh, I pick him up and put him upside down in my arms like a baby all the time. And I'm like, that's a great start. Now, can you put them on the grass in front of you and still keep them calm? Yeah, exactly. Can you put them on a table in front of you and still keep them calm? Mm -hmm. So once they like being held and restrained and touched, then move it to different places. Because Imagine most, you're at the vets. At the exactly. vets or the groomers. The groomers. They're going to be on a table. Yep. 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 The other thing with this is make sure you touch all the parts. Even the boy parts. Even the boy <laughs> parts, the girl parts, the teeth. Look in the ears. Sniff the ears. Run your hands around the eyes. Between each toe, all the parts. Because you never know where your dog's going to need care. Mm -hmm. So Quite often you can find something before it becomes a big issue. And that leads into our number two oh, comment from the That's veterinarians. Hey, I just yes. see that right <laughs> yeah. Wonderful transition. That was number two. Don't wait until a problem is huge. In other words, if you, my famous one, one of my dogs, I did the daily sniff the ear. And I went, hmm, that's different. And so I made an appointment with the veterinarian, and he looked in the ear, and he said, there's this tiny little red spot. How on earth did you know that was there? Because I sniffed their ears. Petra and I both, I don't know if Kate does or not, but Petra and I both watched some of the veterinary shows <laughs> on Nat Geo and the uh -huh. other commercials. And it's always amazed me the clients that come in with their animal, whether it be a dog, a cat, a bird, a large animal, a cow, a horse, and they've got this huge problem. Yeah. Maybe on the cat, Injuries, it's a gigantic so. abscess that's yeah. burst and drained and is just horrible. And the veterinarian invariably says, how long has this been going on? Oh, well... Yeah. I guess it started you a couple weeks ago. Couple we amazing. <laughs> amazing. Not anything like, oh, just Which an hour ago. Which is more like a month or two ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. say weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a couple days plus five, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It amazes me. A problem is so much easier solved if you catch it early. If you see a bump on your dog or your cat, or you see a small wound, or some matter from the eyes or there's a smell in the ears or whatever it is if you see something different while you're doing your social handling and grooming your dog get your dog to the vet sooner rather than later or your cat or your bird or what other yeah. pets you have don't wait to see if it's going to go away on I mean, its own yeah <laughs> or, or think you can clean it out good enough I, you know when we watch these programs if it's a cut and it could be fairly deep, and the owner doesn't know exactly how deep, and it could turn into tissue loss and, and a whole huge surgery. 
and well, you probably could have prevented it and just had it shaved, stitched, got in a box, cleaned out, boom, done. Paying for oh. your pet, additional costs, for costs you. for you. Yeah, you know, it's just. But the veterinarians that we talked to, that was number two. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until a problem is huge, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll probably save money. Oh, oh yeah. invariably. Yeah. Yes, you're going into the vet and, and veterinarians for your but, animal. All right, let's take a break in our discussion for a minute and talk about our sponsor. Bissell recently sent us one of their new Bark Bath dog bathing systems. This system allows dog owners to bathe their dog inside the house, basically in any room of the house, and that's one of the big selling points of this unit. Since my dogs usually get bathed outside, which in San Diego is usually fine, but the water from the hose can be cold, even here, (laughs) especially in the winter, I know because I get as wet as they do. So my boys are enjoying the warm water from the bark bath. And to tell you the truth, I don't get as wet either. Yeah, that's actually so, a, a selling point. <laughs> that's true. Um, and then what's nice about this is you have the ability to, I guess you say, spot clean your dogs. Yeah. I mean, we know our dogs have a tendency to find something out there and just roll and have a great time. And you don't really necessarily want to bathe all the dog if you don't have to. So this unit is wonderful just to do that area that they rolled in to get it nice and clean. Gee, Walter did that just a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I was about to say, not that my dogs had ever heard on that. Oh, yeah, God, no. he found hmm. something that stunk so um, bad. Right between the shoulder blades and then worked it into the neck. Yeah. I did wish we'd been able to try that system that day. Yeah, it was about a week before we got it. Because... Uh, and he is an old man now, and I, I, I know it's San Diego, and it's not that cold, but... The water from the hose is cold. Cold, and I had to give him a bath outside, and I didn't even do his full body because it was already cold. And then towel, 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 blow dry, blow dry. Now, I still had to dry him off a little bit after the bark bath, but 90% of the water was sucked back up. So it was much less of a hassle, much less work. To and dry the warm water is very nice. The, wa- the warm, warm water. water is nice. They appreciate that. And considering that Walter's the only dog I've ever owned that actually managed to get himself skunked. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I found out that in addition to the nice smelling shampoo that they sent us to try, they also have a skunk version shampoo. That's right. Oh, yes. boy, um, you know what? That would be nice <laughs> to have on hand just in case. That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> even if it's not skunk, even if it's just whatever Gross that stuff. decomposed animal was they found before. <laughs> yeah. A little extra deodorizing would have been nice. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. what's also nice with this uh, unit is um, it's water-wise. I mean, on the average, it's what, about 19 gallons of water washing your dog, depending on the size, maybe more, the bigger, less, the smaller the dog. Yeah. But this one only uses about 48 ounces. So in California, now that I think we're officially back in a drought. Right. That is good too. Were we ever out of the drought? Well, yes, actually, like, last, last year, year, last year, last year after all lucky. our rain, uh, they, they declared the drought over. Yeah. But now they're talking drought again. And but you know what? We're so used to drought situations that I don't know that any of us changed our habits. We yeah. were still. We are still a desert. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it is nice to feel like, and then the water is captured, and you can put it where you want it. Yeah. Exactly. Can exactly. I always dump it out on the garden when you. But that's what, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah, I just take it out in the yard and just dump it in the yard. Right. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, Walter was okay with it. I think he would grow to really like it. But 
when I did it with Quill and that little short hair and the loose skin, he I almost needed to like turn off the lights and let him have some time alone. <laughs> it it was quite He uh, was yeah. <laughs> really loving that suction vacuum on his back. Now well, him with he, the he feels it more because he's so yeah. short coated. I mean yeah. when I tried it on my guys, they I mean it was more like just taking your fingers and giving him like a rub. But yeah. I could see Quill just like, yeah, the massage. Oh, didn't he? Oh yes. <laughs> no now Walter's coat though, he's a poodle cocker mix. That curly coat, did you feel that it actually got through that that coat? I did. It has the small fingers in the front. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the kind of separate as you go through it. And you can go through several times, of course. Sure. Rinsing, shampooing, whatever you need to do. Or just suctioning that way. And yeah, I could see where it was going through his coat down to the skin. Good. Yeah. You know, I could see this unit because you have a pool. Yeah. And just using the suction part. Just to get him dry before he comes in the house. Yeah. Or rinsing yeah. him to get the chlorine off. Yeah. 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 Oh. Ooh, you, I'm thinking about Toby. You know, uh, Melissa brings Toby over to use the pool. Toby, the dog that stays wet so much, he has uh-huh. to be bathed in vinegar oh. because he mildews. Yeah, get some of the water out of him before she puts him in the car. Or even mm-hmm. just do a vinegar rinse on him. Oh, true. True. Yeah, instead of the shampoo because he doesn't need cleaning. He just needs to get the chlorine and... Yeah. Get him halfway dry mm. with this thick coat. This would definitely be a good product if you have a pool and a dog who loves to swim. Yeah. Or a beach dog. Or a beach dog yeah. with the, the sand and the salt. I do yeah, wish I wonder I how had that it. would work. I don't know. Hey, put a mat down. Do it right there at the beach before leaving. Because most of the cars, well, not my old car, but most of the cars now have some way to plug things yes. in. Yes, that's true. Yeah, mine does. That's true, yeah. Mine does, too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, listeners, please visit Bissell.com slash doggy dog. And that's B-I-S-S-E-L-L if you forgot how to spell Bissell to learn more. And if you're interested to buy your own Bissell Bark Bath, if you enter the coupon code doggy dog, you'll receive two free bottles of no rinse shampoo with your order. That's your gift from all of us. And we thank Bissell very much for sponsoring It's a Doggy Dog World. Okay, let's go back to our show. All right, number three also kind of caught me by surprise. It wasn't a comment that I was expecting, but ask your vet about any future pets before you get them. Along the lines of if you're thinking about getting a specific breed of dog, talk to your veterinarian and they can tell you what to look for, what tests that the breeding parents should have had. Mm-hmm. You know, did they need to be checked for hip? dysplasia or elbow dysplasia or eye defects. There's genetic tests for eye defects and a number of other things. Also, what health problems they typically see in that breed or mixtures of breeds. Mm -hmm. Since many mixtures like the doodles are getting very, very common, Mm -hmm. they have their own health problems. But also, if you're looking at maybe a cat, what problems do Persian cats have? What problems do the hairless rex cats have your veterinarian can give you a lot of information there or birds anything reptiles yeah dwarf goats exactly. <laughs> with birds i talked to a veterinarian who specializes in birds with goats pigs horses talk to a large animal vet you would probably have to pay a, an office visit or a phone consultation but Many vets would probably give you a little bit of time because they'd be more than happy to talk to you 
before you invested in that pet so that you know what you're getting into. And they did suggest, I know, because um, I was watching your um, posts there and stuff, also to combine that with talking to a trainer for behavioral, depending on, right. what, you know, obviously, again, any animal that you're getting, but combination of health and behavior. We a see. A while ago, um, I took that phone call, and I was still crossing my mind. She uh, was looking around for trainers, so she had a list of questions. And I kind of flipped the tables on her and asked her what kind of puppy she was getting. And she was getting a, she wanted a boxer, and she was going to go pick it up that weekend when it was seven weeks old. And we're in California. First of all, it's not legal <laughs> right? to sell a puppy before they're eight weeks, and I'm telling her why. And I said, well, that's one red flag. Have you asked the breeder about health checks on the parents? And there was kind of a shocked silence. I kind of hope, and I mentioned talking to vets, because boxers as a breed have their unique physical problems. Health concerns. Health yeah. concerns. Mm -hmm. I hope that she talked to a vet and was reiterated what I said. Yes. I just have visions of this young woman with her first puppy just having many, many years of problems. Right. That could have been avoided by wiser decisions at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I still think about her. It's been a couple weeks now, and I still sigh. And, yeah. I don't know. With my bones, for example, he's been used for stud twice, very sparingly, but I had his hips x-rayed and OFA'd. I had genetic tests done for several things. I waited until he was an adult, and his temperament and personality were established. If I were to breed him, would I want one of his puppies? Yeah. You know, it was a long discussion between his breeder and myself and a variety of health tests so that any puppies that he produced would be the best that... The best chances to be the best dogs. Right, right. So, yeah, I hope people do think about it. Be a little, little careful. Talk to your mm -hmm. vet. Talk to your trainer. Talk to the breeder. <laughs> yeah, somebody who says, I want to get a pug so they can go jogging with me. You know, they yes. <laughs> may just be the wrong dog. Yeah, they may not be aware of that, frankly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, things to watch out or for. Or get a Bones yeah. puppy and think he's a couch potato. Yeah. <laughs> not going to work. But you're going to go to your vet for help and answers down the road. Yes. So, you know, yeah, talk to them before you even start down the road. Yeah. All right. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors. So hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hey, cat people. Litter box smells always on your mind. Think about your cat, not the box, with World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that delivers big odor control in a tiny package. World's Best Cat Litter harnesses the concentrated power of corn to trap odors deep inside the litter. Ready to knock out smells and use less litter? Find World's Best Cat Litter at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. 
Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And continuing with suggestions from the veterinarians, number four was if your pet has a problem and you have to go into their clinic or hospital because of a problem, whether it be an illness or an injury, calm yourself so that your pet can remain calm. And this actually is something that I've written about. I've written a couple articles about it because it is important. As trainers, we often tell people who are nervous in training class that that leash is a conduit. It's an umbilical cord. And whatever you're feeling goes down that leash straight to your dog. If you're worried and anxious and fretting, then your dog's going to go, Mom or Dad is scared. What's going on? And then when you go into the exam room to see the vet, your dog is already freaked out. Sometimes it takes self-control on your own part, some deep breathing, or like we talked about with the social handling, your hands on your dog, calm, not because you're nervous. Hey, you woke my dog up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, calm yourself so you can keep your pet calm when you go into see the veterinarian mm-hmm. i mean granted we all have what is it called uh, white coat itis you go to see your own doctor white coat oh white you know a lot of times you go in there they, they take your blood pressure initially and it's like high but after you've talked and again you're if you have a good doctor they calm you down you just mm-hmm. chit chat they take your blood pressure and again it's calm it's actually on my my record at the vets or at the, at the physician. <laughs> Yeah, the human vet, the the physician's office. It's on my record. I take my blood pressure at home and keep record of it because when I go in there and they put the cuff on me, it's like, (gasps) nobody's petting me and calming me down. (laughs) So, yeah, I get white coat on it at the blood pressure. Yeah. Yep. So I can calm myself for my dogs. I can't calm myself for me. Right, exactly. So when you do that, Social handling, massaging, then it becomes a feedback loop. Yes. You and your dog. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You both sort of, as I'm watching my dog's eyes get bit lower and lower and softer and he's mellowing, it becomes a feedback loop for, for both of us mm-hmm. to relax and calm down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope those four ideas from our veterinarians gave you something to think about. We've got, you know, Dr. Edwards, Dr. Gibbs, Dr. Claybaugh, Dr. Monet were kind enough to give us some feedback. A couple other people popped up on the Facebook page and mentioned a few things, individual things too. But these are the four biggest, the social handling. Don't wait until a problem is huge before you see your vet. Talk to your vet before you get a new pet. And then four, calm yourself when you're going into the vet clinic so that you can keep your pet calm too. I got to give one more plug for social handling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was at a client's house the other day, and they, not the dog I was there to see, but the other one, they were talking about how hard it was to give the dog eye drops 
clean its ears, and give it pills. This was an elderly dog. And it was like a daily battle. And I gave them a few suggestions, but I walked away feeling so bad for the dog and the people. Whereas my boy needs eye drops twice a day. I call him over, I put my hand down, he sticks his chin in there, I put a drop in each eye, he gets a hug and a kiss and a loving, and it's a non-event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So easy. Right. And especially, and that's something we didn't talk about when we discussed it a, a few minutes ago, was do this on a regular basis. Yes. Right. Don't wait till you have a problem. Right. I do it just about every evening, at least five times a week, just about every evening, especially when we get into flea and tick season, mm-hmm. when we get into burr and foxtail season. When it's burr and foxtail, I have to take my curly coated boy down each night, lay him down, massage him, and find all those things in his coat because he is yeah. a giant Swiffer. Yeah. <laughs> and then this terrier with no coat, he's running around sticking his nose and wiggling his body into small crevices. Chasing and critters. It, critters. And it's, uh, if I can get a cut or a scrape and treat it before, it's a monumental thing. Right. Keep an eye on it each day. We may not have to go to the vets if right. first aid's enough. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if he got himself a big one, then I can find it quickly and get him in quickly. And mm-hmm. Before it turns into a huge thing. Yeah, because yeah. yep. you yeah. wouldn't like it. I do the same thing every day. Whether You know, and check in their gut, lift their gums, look at their teeth. Mm-hmm. I mess with my guys all the time. Sitting on the couch, watch a program. I mess with them every all over. Do you remember Kona used to get the foxtails on the back of his mouth? Yeah. Oh, Kona was yep. one of Petra's Australian shepherds, and I think we figured out that he would get the foxtails in his paws, yeah, and then pull them out or chew them out and eat them. They got stuck Something. in the back of his yeah, cheeks. This, of yeah, his, like jaw joint or whatever there. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to open his mouth and. Long forceps. Oh, poor boy. That was so sad. (laughs) But once you realized what was happening and did it on a regular basis, it didn't become... We didn't have issues, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't an issue. Yeah, because I remember the first time I had no idea. And again, I was like, oh, that's your breath His breath was horrible. Yeah, brought him in. I was like, what? Now we realized what it was. And I got little forceps, had that round rubber ends to it. And Mm -hmm. started doing it all the time. Preventing the problem from becoming a big issue yeah all right well on that note i hope we gave you something to think about i hope your veterinarian will appreciate it that's up for us bye-bye take care having a rough day longing for the dog days of summer think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life well find out everything you're begging to know as pet life radio presents it's a doggy dog world with pet expert and award-winning author liz palaika every dog has his day and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on petliferadio.com